Check, 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 one, two, check. Check, 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 one, two, check. podcast jump in the chat let me know what you guys think we're gonna bring up a lot of different topics a lot of different things to talk about in regards to new hardware being released and a bunch of stuff so it's gonna be a good one how's everybody's weekend uh everybody's last weekend had a lot of gigs a lot of gigs coming up should be a good one um you know Check out my Instagram if you guys want to see what gigs are going on. Uh, for now, I did want to talk about the latest developments in uh, DJ hardware. There's a lot of interesting things going on with uh, new gear being released and uh, old gear being discontinued in particular. So we were going to kind of maybe look at some of that stuff. Um, here, I'll pull up uh, my desktop so you guys can see what I'm doing. Um, so as you guys know... Uh, if you've been DJing with Serato for a very long time, they've been kind of like the industry standard in North America for most DJ-related stuff that's going on. Um, you know, recently, in the past uh, you know, maybe four years, Rekordbox has kind of taken a big hold on the market. So there, there's been a lot of record stuff going on, uh, Rekordbox stuff at, at clubs. You know, Pioneer DJ has been the standard club setup in a lot of spots so um you know so i if you want to check out my last video on record box versus serato and which one you might think is better or not but this isn't so much about the software as it is about hardware there's a lot of hardware issue compatibility stuff going on with a lot of the new stuff so i'll pull up um serato's page for compatibility compatible hardware as you can see here um that you can see how much of Serato's gear is currently supported and how much is not it's it's quite a long list of stuff that still works um, basically any controller that's class compliant still functions 
Um, I've got the Akai Pro AMX. So that's this thing right here. I'll pull it up. So any little controller that is small sized and is USB hub powered, bus powered, I should say. Any any controller that doesn't require a power outlet or a brick or anything, it's probably going to be class compliant. So all of these little controllers are great for, um, you know, emergency backup stuff or if you're not really seriously DJing, if you're just kind of like doing like small gigs and stuff. Something like this, I carry this as an emergency uh, mixer in my, ba in my DJ bag. So something like this can really come in clutch. The thing is, most of these are what we call class compliant. So what is class compliance? So basically those are um, those are devices that when you plug into a Mac machine, they don't require any drivers. So they just work with Macs. Uh, with Windows machines, they may automatically update or install drivers. They may not. Maybe you need to download a driver for Windows. But for, uh, for Mac, they're definitely all going to work plug and play, which is why most DJs will prefer to use a Mac machine. It's a little less headache when it comes to DJing. The audio is a little bit more solid, the routing. But anyways, um, so that's what class compliance is. So a lot of these controllers, like the Akai AMX, and like a lot of these smaller controllers that are bus-powered, are going to still work with Serato DJ, even though they've been through Serato Scratch Live, Serato Itch, which is also discontinued software. Serato Scratch Life is discontinued software. Uh, they've been through all of these iterations of all of these different um, softwares, and they always work because they're class compliant. I personally have a uh, Vestax VCI 380 that, if we look here, supported Vestax hardware. Please take note, while this hardware does work, does work with Serato DJ on Mac OS 11, Vestax hardware is discontinued. So here is kind of the opposite. The hardware is no longer being made. Vestax went out of business in like 2014. I collect a lot of the old Vestax stuff, but um, but it still works on Serato DJ. And the reason for that is because Vestax knew they knew the future. They knew if we make a controller, we want it to last forever. So we're gonna make it class compliant. It doesn't require any drivers. So it's been more than 11, 12 years, and I still have my VCI 380. I still use it. It's the first controller to ever have pads, the first one to have lights that rotate. It's one of the first most badass controllers ever. I'll pull up a picture in case you guys uh, haven't seen one. But uh, Vestax was very like a, like a badass company. They, they innovated lots of stuff. Not only did they invent the first all-in-one DJ controller, the VCI 100, the first one ever, but they were the first to put pads on it like this, um, which is really, really awesome. Uh, first, first one to have LEDs, the first one to have full-on um, XLR balance outputs. This is also a standalone mixer. If uh, if you want to plug in other sources, you can. There's like a whole bunch of new controllers coming out that are not class compliant, they need drivers, and they don't have any outputs besides RCAs, and they cost a grip. So back in this day, you can get something really badass for not too much money. The faders were super solid. This had a Vestax uh, custom fader that's in mine. I got the chroma caps on mine. But um, 
But today, if you wanted something similar, you would get something like the Pioneer D, uh, DDJ FLX6 or something like this. And if we take a look at this controller, it looks very impressive, right? Like, you take a look at it, like, if you're like, wow, this is really, this is a really impressive controller, right? Until you look at the inputs and the outputs and you're like, whoa, it only has, like, two RCA outs. That's all it's got. The platters are like touch sensitive. Yeah, it has an LED. It tells you that it's rotating. Yeah, it's got some pads that are not RGB. Um, the faders and the pots are all really wiggly and whack. So I've done a few reviews on other controllers, so I won't dive too much into why Pioneer controllers suck. But this controller here, the FLX6, is the first controller that Pioneer makes that is class compliant. It doesn't require drivers. The rest of their controllers require drivers. And when you install the drivers for those controllers, they look something like this. So, like, you'll get a little utility window like this uh, when you plug it in. It's not obviously I'm not plugged into the um, Pioneer mixer, but if I would plug in, you would see you can you can route your audio and all this stuff. This re this is the reason why mixers stop working over time. It's because it requires this interface for you to connect to, like the Rain hardware and the Pioneer hardware requires this. Pioneer's good about updating it so that it continues to work with the newest software. But what if they decided not to? It would just stop working. So this is what what, what I want to mostly talk about is what is the difference between class-compliant DJ hardware and this stuff, which is not class-compliant. It needs a driver, right? So everybody knows. Everybody's gone through this. You go to the club. Somebody's got a DDJ-1000. Somebody's got some kind of controller, and you plug in. The first thing that happens, oh, you need a driver. And now your computer has to go through this whole restarting process and all this stuff. And it's really, really annoying. Back back in the day, anyone can DJ on any hardware. You would just jump on, and you would just plug into your Serato box. Back in the day, we had the SL1. You would just plug in, and it would just work, right? So this is the main topic of contention because... The first thing that Serato ever killed was the SL1 box and the 57 mixer. Those are their two flagship models, and they just straight up discontinued them. And I've always wondered why they did that, because uh, reading on the SL1 uh, carefully, we realized that the SL1, it is a class-compliant device. So this thing still works with the newest Monterey software. Like, it literally works right now. And I've never understood why they didn't make uh, add this to Serato DJ. They just never did. Everything else those work works with Serato DJ, just not anything from Rain, which is really boo boo. So we'll go on Serato's website, and here we see currently unsupported. So what isn't supported? So Allen and Heath uh, zone mixers, which is really lame because I have those, right? Um, that's my my main at home studio mixer. Got to go analog for this kind. If you want the best sound, it's got to be analog, which is why discontinuing the Serato boxes is so lame. But uh, let's see what else. All this Newmark stuff is discontinued. Um, the Novation Twitch, which you know, it doesn't make any sense. It's class compliant. Uh, and then Rain hardware. Basically, all of this Rain shit is just discontinued. The fifty seven two, the fifty seven, the SL one. All the mixers, the 61, 2, 4, and 8, are all discontinued. The SL2, 3, and 4, which were their flagship models, are all discontinued. 
It's just crazy. How is it that so many of their products are just left unsupported? And so when you when you check out the reasons why, their excuse is uh, they can no longer make uh, drivers for OS Monterey, Big Sur, and these new uh, uh, Mac OS softwares, right? So there's that's their excuse. So when you go to the SL2 on the Rain website, it'll tell you that it cannot work with the newest Monterey. But the SL1, you, you go to try and find drivers for SL1, there is none. It's just a data sheet and owner's manual. Why is that? Because the SL1, it works because it's class compliant. So they should have never killed this piece of device. It, it's just, it just makes no sense. Now, the SL2, on the other hand, if we look at the SL2, you can see it works up to El Capitan or whatever. So, yeah, I get it. They don't make drivers for it anymore. Rain decided not to support it. So, therefore, it won't work anymore with uh, if you use a Mac computer and the newest Serato DJ. It won't work. And I have the SL2, the SL3, and the SL4, and now they're all straight-up paperweights. They don't do shit, which is pathetic. Those things cost, like, I remember the SL4 was like $900 plus tax. It was a $1,000 machine. The The SL2 was like 599 And right now, if you go look for one, they're worth nothing. You can't even get 60 bucks for them because they're, they're useless. It's really, really crazy. So if you want to continue using some of this old hardware, what you have to do is download the old, you know, Serato 2.5.5. And then you've got to, you know, downgrade your system, your machine to like OS Catalina or before. If you want to use the SL1, so if you want to use this right here, you got to go even further back. You've got to go like Windows 10 uh, and you've got to like, you know, or, or or Mac OS, like some super old, like Snow Leopard or something like this. And then you can use a Serato Scratch Live. You can see the requirements here. Um, and this will work with the SL, so you can still use it. It still works. You just got to downgrade your system severely or have an old computer laying around to want to use this. Now, there is one difference between the SL1 and the SL2 that that I didn't realize until recently, and that is uh, the SL1 is it's USB 1.1, if I'm not mistaken. So it is kind of an older machine. So here we see uh, the Serato DJ work with SL1. The answer is no, obviously. But we could look at here. Uh, why doesn't it support it? Um, from what I know, it's because the first box is USB 1.1. And the, the boxes 2, 3, and 4 are all USB 2.0, if I'm not mistaken. So here, yeah, USB 2.0 versus 1.1. In 2011, Rain launched its new SL interface, the SL2. The new piece was said to have an easier hookup, and it's a USB 2.0. Um, and at the same time, better 24-bit converters, blah, blah, blah. So it's just supposed to sound better. It's supposed to be faster because it's USB 2.0. It's updated, all these things. Except it requires drivers. So that's where it sucks. The, the first box is better because... It requires no drivers. I can still plug it into my Mac. It will still work for other software, like if I want to use it in Ableton, it'll still work. I can still use my SL1. The SL2, 3, and 4 are literally paperweights. So that's just 
I have no idea why Rain would do something like that. Um, but anyways, so yes, that that that's kind of what the SL one's about. Personally, I wish that Serato would just bring this into the fold because they're not producing any new hardware for uh for sound de audio devices that are just the interface by itself. Everything's got to be inside of a mixer or something or an all-in-one controller thing, and that's really lame because there's plenty of times where I don't want I I want to use an old school like I want to use an old school mixer. I want to use an analog mixer for the sound. I want to use maybe turntables for DVS, or maybe I want to use CDJs in HID mode, but I want to plug them in, and I want to use a mixer that's not Serato-enabled, or I want to go to a club. Maybe at the club they don't have a Serato-enabled mixer. Maybe they don't even have a 900 Nexus that I can use club kit on. Maybe they have an old-ass Pioneer DJM 800. This happens all the time. What am I supposed to do? That's why I carry this little mixer, because there's been plenty of times when there's old-ass mixer I can't plug into, and this allows me to go DVS and do some of that kind of stuff. But it's just like I used to be able to just carry my Serato box in my bag, and I can make it work with whatever mixer was there, and I can't do that anymore. So that's that's really lame. So let's take a look at some of the availability of this hardware. So the SL1 right now, Scratch Life box, it goes for like 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Um, so there's still a few out there, not too many. You can see there's maybe like, I don't know, 13 results. Not many results. So they're already getting kind of rare. Um, but, you know, I wish that Serato would just bring these legacy products back into the fold so we could still use them, at least the SL1. If they made this one work, it would be awesome. Like Not only would we get a mic input, but we'd get uh, ins and outs on it. It would be It would be amazing. But, uh, okay, so let's talk about the new version of this. So, Denon recently came out with their version of a Serato box, the Denon DS1. It's not recently, I should say, uh, maybe a few years ago, but, you know, it's a relatively new product. And uh, this is made by the same company that makes Rain, which is weird because Denon and Rain and Newmark and Akai, they're all the same company. And... So, of course, that's how we got the uh, Rain 1 because we got it from the V7s that used to spin from Newmark or the NS7. But uh, this interface, this Denon DS1, is basically a class-compliant Serato DVS interface, which is amazing because it requires no drivers. You plug it in, it's good to go. Like, this is what we need, right? Somebody make these, right? Okay, they're nowhere to be found anymore. Like, they don't exist. If you could get your hands on one, if you can find one locally in your area, maybe offer up or Craigslist or whatever, then but good luck, you know. But if you can cop one of these, these will continue to work for a long time. They're class compliant. Um, nobody's making them. They're they're not available anywhere. Like if you go on Amazon to check, they're all currently unavailable. If you go everywhere, they're not being produced. If you contact them directly, they'll tell you we discontinued this product. It's no longer being made. So if Dan is not making this product. And, uh, and no one's making this product. What are we supposed to do when we want to use analog mixers? There's nothing we can do. We've got to buy an all-in-one crazy thing, and it's like super annoying. Um, but let's look at uh, like kind of like this. We'd have to, like the new Rev Seven. We'd have to cop something like this if we want to keep DJing on the newest hardware. And that sucks because this thing requires drivers. 
a whole bunch of complicated drivers to run these displays and to do everything that it does requires a heap of drivers. So I, I'm not excited about that. It's not something that that I want to get into. I want to I want to continue to use good quality hardware because these all-in-one units they always cheap out on the sound card. The sound card quality is never good. The pots and the faders are always wobbly and cheap. Uh, okay, it's got spinning platters, but you know who knows how the mechanism is going to function and how long it's going to last. I just don't trust this new type of hardware. It's got nothing. It's got no concrete foundation. So if you look for like for example, I looked on eBay for the Denon DS1, and there's like one pre-owned, um, and it's you know currently being bid on. And there's like one for sale for 400 bucks, which is like above its market value. Another one for 550 from Japan, and that's it. There's like no more. So that's crazy. So these things are going to be worth more as time comes along just because there's going to be no other interface. It's going to work. It's going to have let your old mixers work. It's, this is really crazy. And so I can't believe nobody has complained to, uh, to Serato yet for this. It's really, really crazy. Um, also, uh, of course, Big Sur and OS uh, Monterey, the newest OSs, uh, Pioneer DJ, you can take a look at. This is how they do it. Yes, their stuff requires drivers, but at least they do this. They go through the trouble of verifying that everything still functions with the newest software. Um, and uh, if anything doesn't work, they'll tell you. Uh, most of their stuff works fine on both Serato and Rekordbox DJ. Um, Rekordbox is very cool. They let you use any any sound card. You could plug in any sound card, and if you have if you pay for Rekordbox, it, it will it would just function. It would just open up Rekordbox, and it would just work, which is really awesome. I wish Serato, I wish Serato Play gave us those features, which where we can just plug into any sound card and it would work. But no, they gotta lock it down. To whatever, whatever hardware they prefer, which is really boo boo. I don't know why they would do something like that. But at least you know, okay, yes, Pioneer DJ requires drivers, but at least they still function. You know, like I connect my CDJs in HID mode all the time. That's my main setup, and it works great. Um, so, what options are there for uh, club setups that are class compliant? Well, there's a few actually. The uh the Rain seventy two is class compliant, the Rain one, and they know this because people have been complaining about the fact that they're not class compliant. So the Rain one is now class compliant. Uh and so you can see um the uh the uh the Rain seventy two is class compliant, this old VCI three eighty. Uh the mixer that I use personally is the Mixars Quattro, which is pretty badass mixer. Nothing is class compliant, um, and good luck finding one because it, you know, it's not being produced at the moment. But there are a few units out there, um, you know. Right now, with the shortages from China and all this kind of stuff, it's kind of hard to, uh, to 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 cop one. But this 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 is a mixer that is class compliant, and it'll work uh, with no drivers and probably continue working forever. Built-in sound effects, big old processor. Um, you know, 24-bit, 96 kilohertz, you know, everything you want in a club mixer, but class compliant. Uh, none of the Pioneer mixers are class compliant. If you, if you want to use Pioneer, like I said, you're going to, you're going to have to download the driver, 
And when you get the driver, you'll have to I'll pull up their little menu. So um, let's say because I also used to have a 1000 SRT. So I'll show you what that looks like. So here's their driver display utility. So for every device that you use from Pioneer, you've got to download this thing and you've got to install the drivers. So, I mean, it's not a super big deal, but, you know, it's just something to know, you know, ahead of time before your gig or whatever, before you plug into someone else's gear. Um, so, yeah, tell me what you guys think. Um, personally, uh, I'm, I'm not, like, going to hate on the new all-in-one stuff. I think some of it looks kind of interesting, like the Rain 1, the Rev 7. Um, but uh, as far as, like, you know, end of life, they're they're really making it difficult for us to to get to continue to use our old gear, and they really want us to continue to buy this new new all-in-one stuff, built-in everything stuff, and so modular systems were like, because I used to have a real modular system where you had an effects box like a Pioneer RMX 1000. And then you used to have your, your CDJs, your turntables, and like a big old four-channel mixer. You, c you can't do that anymore. It's just not possible, like, unless you really want to go fully analog, like play on CDs or play on play on vinyl or something. It's really it's really weird. I mean, I appreciate Serato. I've, I've been a Serato user for, like, since the days of Scratch Live, since the SL1 came out in 2006 or something. So I've been using the SL1 for a while um and i've used the sl2 3 and 4 i've used everything that they had to offer i've used pioneer stuff my whole life and you know it's just it's just i hate for it to go into this thing where we just got to keep buying the new thing it's like they want it to become like the apple store like iphone they want to adopt the same principle of end of life for 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 all these devices so that we have to keep on buying the new, the newest product, and I just, I just don't appreciate that. Whatever happened to like making something that was gonna last a long time that was really robust? Like that's what I prefer, you know. But you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just ranting about nothing. <laughs> but here, are the Vestax hardware drivers. Like, check this out. Vestax been discontinued forever. All their shit still works. There's no fucking excuse. You know what I mean? And Vestax made super solid stuff. It still functions. It still works good. Um, I got a question in my chat. It says, uh, any updates on the DDJ Rev Seven? So yeah, here here's another thing about the Rev Seven. Okay, it just recently released. Let's go see if we can try and buy one, right? So uh, let let's see if it's even available for purchase. Cause uh, I know based on like all the stuff that's backed up, like trying to buy a Rev Seven would probably be impossible right now. All right, let's go to the first link. Uh, it's first of all, it's like two thousand dollars for a controller that isn't standalone. It's not a mixer on its own, and it doesn't do anything without a computer. And it's two thousand dollars. Uh, and it's not class compliant. So keep all these things in mind before buying one. But you know, it's 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 a new item says coming soon, even though it's already been released. Other places say out of stock. I think Amazon says out of stock. Um, Guitar Center says out of stock. Let's check out Guitar Center. But, yeah, look, check it out. Rev 7. Ooh, they got a gold one. Haha. <laughs> I mean, by all means, if you're a mobile DJ, if you're the only one, this is like a personal system, you know? Uh, this is like what, what, what you buy for you for your personal gigs when you're out and about like 
doing your own small gigs, I would say, yeah, go ahead. Cop the RAV7 because it'll do everything you need it to do. It'll give you a natural feel. You know, it'll 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 be like a mini battle setup. So it, it's very cool for those reasons. I guess the the LED screen under the uh, under the vinyl. Um, it's supposed to have one of the better sounding sound cards. I had the 1000 SRT and it sounded like trash when you plugged it into a big big system. It didn't sound at all like a 900 Nexus 2 or any real four channel mixer. Um, so they say that this one sa actually sounds pretty good. I've yet to hear it, you know, I don't know, but, uh, you can see it's not available. It's not available anywhere. So good luck buying one. You know, there's a few rain ones floating around right now. I think the rain one's okay too. Although it looks kind of funny. Like I've always like, take a look at the rain one. It, it's a little cheaper. Yeah. It's not $2,000. It's not 1899. It's like. Fifteen ninety nine. I mean, it's not that much less. But look at the look at the the platters. Like it's all off to the side. It's like lopsided. What's up with that? <laughs> it's off to the left for no reason. Um, the mixer is hella tiny. It's, it's. I mean, it's got the paddle effects. It, it, it's got no standalone effects. All the effects are within Serato. Again, it doesn't do anything without a laptop. So if your laptop crashes, you kind of like asked out. Like, what are you gonna do? So I mean. It's up to you. Uh, personally, I still use CDJs, industry standard, just because people got to use Rekordbox, people got to use Serato, people are going to plug in with USB. So it does everything, you know? S but, yeah. So Rain One, there's all this all-in-one units coming out. Um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, actual club mixer standard stuff, I mean, pi obviously Pioneer is still the industry standard. For a while, I thought about getting the XDJ, XZ, which uh, is this uh, all-in-one controller. I was trying to cop this uh, this gold one because it looked pretty sick. Somebody had it locally in, uh, in Malibu. I was trying to go get this. But uh, at first glance, when I bought the SRT, I was like, wow, this is an all-in-one controller. Like, it's a club setup ready to go. But it really was not, you know. Like, there's a lot of things you can't do. And it kind of feels plasticky and cheap. This thing... Uh, the the uh, DDJ one thousand SRT is like twelve ninety nine. This thing is like twenty four ninety nine. It's almost it's almost twenty five hundred bucks. Uh, I mean it's a little old now, so you can probably cop one for like two thousand. But in any case, you would think this is a full club setup, right? Like okay, it's standalone. That's cool. You can plug USBs into it. That's cool. It does record box. That's cool. It does Serato. One of the first devices to do record box and Serato. You're like, wow, oh, that's pretty sick, right? Except when you see one in person, I went to go see one. The fader is not a Magville fader. It's like a cheapy little fader. See, if you look right here, we'll zoom in. Does not say Magville anywhere on there. None of these faders are replaceable or serviceable. It's like, yo, like, what if I break something? Like, how am I supposed to fix it? You can't. The answer is no, you cannot. So, again, some things to think about. Um, when you're buying some of this gear, it might sound like a good idea. Okay, yeah, it's all in one. All I have to do is plug in one USB. I'm good to go. It's really not the case. Um, there's a lot of limitations. You've got one screen instead of two if you had two CDJs. Um, so there's less information being shared on the screen. Um, there, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that that are different, that are cheaper. There's a reason why two CDJs cost four thousand dollars. And a mixer is another two thousand. That's six thousand dollars for a club setup. 
There's a reason why this is 2500 bucks. Now, on the other hand, I think you're better off buying some old CDJs, to be honest. You can, like, if you go on Craigslist or whatever, search for some old CDJs, I'm sure you could cop something for, like, 1500 bucks or something, you know? That's what I did. But anyways, um, that's my rant for today. DJ equipment, uh, stuff coming out. Is it good? Is it whack? Stuff being discontinued. Why? If it doesn't have to be, it still works. What's up with that? You know, that's really lame. So these are just some of my concerns that I had. I'm probably going to tag Serato in the video um, description so they can see this because I want everyone to kind of complain about this. I want everyone to know, like, hey, like, we need these boxes. Like, we want to use old mixers. We need we need this. Like, I, I, I don't want to be the guy to say nothing and then they just, you know, these companies just get away with robbing us. This happens every time a large corporation buys one of these companies out, you know. And so it happened to Rain. It happened to Denon. Everyone's getting bought out right now except for Pioneer. So, you know, it is what it is. This is this is what's going down. And uh, I hope that not, not – I hope this doesn't happen to everything. It happened to phones. It's happening to DJ stuff. It's happening to computers with, uh, you know, Windows 11 needing TPM chips and this and that. It's happening to everything. So, you know, let's not let these companies try and fool us into buying new crap when we don't need to be buying new crap. Sometimes the old shit, not only does it sound better, feels better, works better. Sometimes we just want to keep on using the shit that works. But anyways, peace out, y'all. I'll see you on the next podcast.